Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, ladmen, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM. And hello, I'm your co-host, Robbie. And uh, we've di- we've dived headfirst into this week's one, JM. We have. I uh, We've said hello, and then yeah. boom, here we are. So here we are. So... How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. What's been going uh, on? Uh, you know, uh, Loop Hero came out. Oh boy, it did. Yeah, and I saw some speculation on the the forecast chat on the Discord about what we're going to talk about now that Loop Hero came out. And surprise, motherfuckers, it's Loop Hero. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> because now everyone else knows how good it is. So yeah, now not only are we like justified, but yeah, of course we're going to talk about how great it is because now people understand. So good. I can't watch anybody stream it though because everybody is already further than I am. Mm, Yeah. I I mean, I've been blown away by it because like every morning I normally put Twitch on when I first kind of turn my PC on just because it's normally there's a streamer that I watch uh, who's on in the morning. Um, Who do you watch in the mornings? I watch Limmy, oh, who I've mentioned right, right, before. Right. Yeah, the, so the British snack personality, or something like that. He's a Scottish man <laughs> who <laughs> who uh, plays video games and is very funny. Yeah. But anyway, so yes. I normally put Twitch on in the mornings, and uh, I always have a look. Like if we've got a new game out, I always have a look to see if anyone's uh, playing, and it's mm-hmm. been really. It's been really wild this week, kind of seeing more and more people picking it up. Like, we had lots of people, lots of people were streaming it on launch day and yeah. before launch. Um, but now, sort of, you know, like a week later or getting on for a week later and you're, and I'm still seeing kind of like quite, you know, sort of like some of the names I recognize, you know, that are uh, playing it for Doug the first time and things like that. Steve. Yeah. Colin. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And not only just streamers are enjoying it, normal human beings are enjoying the game too. Selling like proverbial hotcakes. Yeah. Yeah, it's doing very well indeed. Uh I think by the time this episode goes out, we may have uh you know, made a little bit of a, a song and dance about how successful it's been. I think we're yeah. we're going to do a little announcement about it because it's been very, yeah. very successful. <laughs> it has. It has been. Yeah, it's crazy. I, uh, you know, you never know, obviously, what's going what's gonna to pop off and what's not mm. for, for sure. But like this, uh, for me, feels congruent with the quality of the game. Like it, it feels like Loop Hero should be doing as well as it is. Yeah. And I'm really satisfied that it's just blowing all the doors off. Yeah, definitely. I think we all agree there because it was yeah. one of those games. I mean, that's why we, you know, people have, you know, kind of commented about the fact that we talk about it on the podcast every week. But it is just <laughs> one of those games that we've all so been playing good. for so long and we really yeah. wanted it to do well. Like, I think yeah. we, yeah. We all thought it was great and we really wanted it to do well. And it's just, it's so gratifying knowing that, you know, it's out there now and other people have played it and gone, oh shit, this is really good. (laughs) And it's like, yes. So glad that other people get it. 
Yeah. I'm uh I'm personally very uh maybe selfishly grateful that uh the the Steam stream mm. is featuring Mr. Meatless. Yes. Uh and it has been doing pretty well. I haven't checked the numbers today, but a lot of people have been tuned in watching it. I um, I tuned in uh the day after launch, I think. Yeah. Last Friday and it was like I don't think it was even 9am here and I uh, yeah. went on the Steam page and there was like over 11,000 people yeah, <laughs> and like on the uh, page watching it and I was like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but there have been quite a few comments of people saying nice things about Mr. Meatless. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so that makes me very happy. Someone, probably a couple people have said something. One person said he was like a peaceful joker and one person said he was like a friendly joker. And I was like, fuck yes. Oh, that is what I want. So no Skeletor. Sorta. He's more of a Skeletor in my eyes, but maybe that's cause I'm, older. Yeah. well, I'm older, I suppose. So Skeletor is just kind of shrieky. Yeah. But I mean, he, I mean, does is, have I'm a sorry. Skull wait, is it, is it just cause he's a skull? Robbie? <laughs> You I mean, fucking... just because Jesus. he's got a yellow skull. Oh, everybody's got a skull. He's the same. <laughs> Jesus, you people. What am I supposed? To... I can't. I can't identify them all as individuals. <laughs> um, no, that's great though. Well, if you yeah. are listening to the forecast for the first time, uh, welcome. Uh, but if you if you came here, uh, thanks to Loop Hero and the Mister Meatless stream. You can hear Mr. Meatless on episode... 30. Uh, whichever one was Halloween. 30. Was it 30? Yeah. Holy shit, that worked out well. I think, yeah. Well, you can hear Mr. Meatless there. So, ba, 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 ba. there you go. And similarly, if you listen to the forecast and you're like, oh yeah, I remember Mr. Meatless, well, go on over to Steam to the loop hero <laughs> page and you can see more mr meatless there so yeah something for everyone having a good time well i suppose this brings us this this does actually bring us to a natural segue <laughs> for the first time ever i appreciate you uh you 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 <laughs> you speed bumping it here <laughs> Well, well, I think, well, we've both <laughs> mentioned the word I think that you posed for this week's topic, which is yeah. Yeah, I uh, I got really high last night. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, I was thinking about a moment in a video game that like filled me with gratitude that it like that that moment existed. Uh, and I was like, we should talk about gratitude, man. Like, put some positivity into the world and all that. Wow. This is getting uh, high turn you into a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Are the Ninja Turtles not always stoned? Yeah, p- possibly. I mean, they they have to have their faculties to some degree because they're ninjas. But they do no, eat a lot man. of pizza. No, man, I fight better when I'm stoned. Yeah, that's I'm true, like, actually. They focused do, on they? my bow staff. You're just like, I don't feel it, man. <laughs> <laughs> like Shredder punching him in the face. Um, good. Yeah, uh, I guess that was just me making fun of myself being, you know, high and being like, <laughs> you know, we should spread some, you know. We should so what was the moment? Positive. What was the moment that you were 
enjoying. The moment for me and uh, is is from Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, which seems a little dark. <laughs> um, but uh, the moment for me, and this is a little spoilery, I suppose. Uh, so if you don't like spoilers, cover your ears. Um, but uh, the game deals a lot with um, schizophrenia and and similar uh, mental disorders. And uh, the, the main character experiences things that aren't real a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's a character in a video game going through Norse, the Norse underworld, to fight the goddess of the dead to save the soul of her dead lover. So it's, uh, you know, she's in this extremely wild circumstance, but also isn't sure what's real and what isn't. And uh, sort of one of the the big, you know, and the the game comes with a, uh, with a, like a feature, like a a half hour, like feature on the making of, which I think is incredibly worth watching. uh, And actually, I think made me cry as well. uh, Because it's just, they spent so much time listening to people, like genuinely listening to people that have these mental experiences, that have these, you know, that hear voices, that hear, you know, all these things. Um, and you could tell, I, it, it's really wonderful because you can tell that they actually, like, that those people felt heard for maybe, mm. you know, one of the rare times in their life where other people really listened to what their experience was. Um, and so there, there comes a point where it's, uh, you know, if you, if you hear voices, if you hear voices in your head and people say, well, that's not real, that's not real, that's not real. And that's all well and good for them to say, and it's very helpful for, you know, I guess. But at the same time, someone saying that's not real doesn't stop the voice screaming in your head, doesn't stop the voice, doesn't stop it from happening. Yeah, it's like gaslighting, isn't it? It's, I mean, (laughs) it's, 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 yeah, I mean, kind of, it's different, right? Because... Because gaslighting is you're trying to trick someone into thinking they're crazy. It's yeah. kind of like the opposite, where you're just trying to placate them into, you know, well, it's yeah, not real. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about it. It's not yeah. real. Um, but but it's, uh, but there, there comes a point where it's, it, you know, they talk about it's irrelevant whether it's quote-unquote real or not, because it is real for the person experiencing yeah. it. If, if, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's reality is perception right so yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you, you part of that person's reality is this voice that yeah. screams or whatever <laughs> uh so there's this line you get to the climax and you you are facing hella and uh you're fighting your way through minions to get to her and uh senua says uh you know she's she's gone on this quest to get this sword uh, this magical sword and you know she's she kind of calls it out. She says, if you are, if you really are Hela, then I have a sword here that can kill a god. And it, I don't know. I love it. I absolutely love the, 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 the if in the line. Like it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. stating it doesn't matter what this is. I yeah. have a sword that can kill a and god. She, uh, yeah. And the character has grown mm-hmm. to the point where she can... She's equipped to deal with this. Yeah. Whether it's real or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and That's it's, cool. it's, yeah, it's an incredible moment. 
And uh, I mean, and there are so many other incredible moments in that game, uh, especially from the narrator. Uh, um, you know, it's it's you know one of my favorite games of all time. But uh, yeah, that moment stood out to me and made me go, what are moments we're grateful for in games? What are moments that make us feel seen or or that we just grateful exist? Hmm. I think, so when you first brought this up, um, I was kind of scratching my head a little bit thinking like, what games am I like really thankful for? That's where my initial kind of Mm -hmm. thought process was taking me i was like man is there a game that i'm just so happy exists and there probably is um and maybe we'll you know as we have this conversation it'll come out but one of the one of the first things that i thought about because i was like oh when have i been playing a game and and something is just like i don't know something i'm really thankful for happened or like some sort of mechanic i don't know what it is but then I, I remembered, like, I think I talked about it before. I played a lot of Apex Legends when it came out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's a first-person shooter, multiplayer online, um, you know, very much in, you know, the mould of things like Overwatch and Call of Duty and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not the game or anything anything about the setting or the characters or the environment that, you know, I'm I'm grateful for in any way. But they had this, they introduced this system uh, in the game, which was called, I, I mean, I just remember, like, everyone just called it ping, like mm-hmm. pinging. Um, and basically, it was an a contextual command in game that you could use to mark things or direct your teammates and so without voice um mm-hmm. uh not control voice uh whatever <laughs> chat voice chat there you go um and i don't play a lot of online multiplayer games um and certainly before things like apex legends where i was playing squads with my friends um i never really jumped into uh games with voice chat Mm -hmm. um but i was enjoying apex legends so i would play it uh on my own you know when my friends weren't around or whatever and obviously i and i wouldn't go on voice chat because i didn't want to talk to anyone there was always an option (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know there's always an option of whether or not you want to talk to people but because it's squad based you have to be able to communicate yeah um and this ping system was just amazing i don't know if you ever used it or you ever played apex legends i played one day and was very bad at it (laughs) yeah i mean i was never any good at it but um it had this it had this system that you know and it just made the whole game so easy to play and and even though i was playing with other people we would communicate with each other um, but there was none of like the shouting or trash talking or, you know, there was none of that. It's just, yeah. everything is just contextual. And, um, and also you could just do a little, uh, like if you drop, you can drop ammo for each other and things like this. So you could say like, mm. Oh, I need, I need this ammo. And mm. all it was is like you, whichever gun you have, you know, you just ping the gun or whatever. Yeah. And, 
your teammates will hear your character in the game say, oh, I need shotgun ammo. And if one of them has it, they can drop it on the floor and then you pick it up and then you can say thank you. <laughs> like, And it's nice. all in game. Nice. It, it was just so clever. And like, I was so grateful for that because it meant that I could really enjoy the game any time. And at the time, yeah. I really loved playing it. So it was like, I just thought that was just a really, it was a really smart thing to do for the game. But I just thought, you know, there must be so many people out there like me that don't, you know, that are put off multiplayer games because they don't want to play with randoms or, you know, yeah. they're not comfortable on voice chat and things like this. You hear some awful stories, you know, about, um, <sighs> you know, um, women or marginalized yeah, being a woman and, yeah, and things any, like that, you know, yeah. kind of getting shit online. And this game just kind of like, even whether or not it was their true intention, you know, to create this whole new landscape for multiplayer communication, they did it, <laughs> you know, and it yeah. and it worked. And it's been completely, you know, adopted wholesale. Call of Duty immediately kind of added it to their game. Um, yeah. I assume it's probably in Fortnite. Um, <sighs> and any online multiplayer game now that involves teamwork or squads i assume will have something very very similar um and i love that because plenty of gameplay mechanics get stolen you know or share you know and they become ubiquitous in all of these different games but something that really transforms the whole levels the playing ground you know and uh and just makes everything feel more welcoming more inclusive and I think that's brilliant. Like, so that was like the, the the one thing that I really stood out to me as something in a video game that really made me go, oh man, do you know what? That is just, <laughs> that is fucking great. Like, I'm nice. so glad that exists. Yeah. So that would be, yeah, that would be right up there for me. That's probably my number one thing that I'm thankful for. Nice. A nice quality of life improvement. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's more so because it just was so unexpected, you know? Yeah um you know the game itself was kind of unexpected and then the fact that i enjoyed it and then could enjoy it on my own was just like icing on the cake really nice nice yeah um that kind of uh so i wanted to i had a kind of a a real life moment adjacent Mm. to absolver but also your talk reminded me of something wonderful that i was actually super grateful for in absolver so uh, one year at E3, we had the uh, Absolver, a bunch of the Absolver guys there. And there was a guy named Michel who was really nice. One of the, you know, one of the slow clap guys. He was there mm-hmm. at E3. We chatted a little bit here and there. I'd been, you know, you know, got a lot. We have a, you know, E3 is a huge show. We've got the huge lot. There's a lot to do. Um, you know, I was, you know, working the, uh, you know, our streaming stage at the time. Uh, we had lots of devs there, and uh, so I hadn't, you know, chatted with Michel very much, but he was super nice guy. Um, and at one point, we were standing there talking, um, shooting the shit, and I was like, "So, uh, so, what do you do on Absolver?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm the art director." And I lost all of my shit. <laughs> I started like I teared up. I was like, "Oh my god!" Because Absolver's so gorgeous. It's yeah. so beautiful. It's you know probably my favorite uh you know devolver game it's it's certainly you know up there in the big glob of my favorite 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, favorite games that we've done. But uh, I mean, it was it was such a it was a surprise moment. I was not ready for it. Uh, and I just was like, oh, God, uh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I have to leave and never talk to you again. Oh, God, I didn't know you were – I didn't know this was you. Um, but it was really nice. It was a wonderful moment. Um, and I'm grateful that I got to experience it. And uh, in Absolver, though, uh, you reminded me, um, you know, emotes, you know, mm-hmm. are a thing in games. And emotes are cute and cool. Uh, and can be functional and helpful if, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's advanced to the point of the ping system. Uh, and in, in Absolver, you could bow. Everybody mm. started with a bow. Yes. And it, it was so fucking cool because every time you'd get into a match, both participants would bow. Yeah. And it's a voluntary thing. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> it, but it's like, it's like we're both going to emote a bow now before we start. And that was always such a wonderful, I just loved it. I love that that happened. I love that everyone did it. I love that everyone was like, all right, cool. We're here to kick each other's asses. Like, we're going to bow. And if somebody didn't bow, I would beat the ever-loving shit out of them. It was, I was, I was so, I don't, I, I don't think I ever lost to somebody who didn't bow, which makes me very happy. I would have been very angry to lose (laughs) to someone who didn't bow. (laughs) Just talk shit about them on the forums afterwards. Oh, man. It's just like, <laughs> how dare you? Like, how yeah. dare you not bow? Like, this is... Some people would do it before every, like... Every, like... Because it's three... It's the best of the best of five rounds. So yeah. whoever gets three wins, you know, gets three kills on the other person first wins. Uh, so sometimes they would do it before, after every death. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I don't... <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for this shit. Okay. Come on. Okay. <laughs> we get it. Okay. Yeah. But um but yeah, like that was just such a cool thing that everyone like did. And it I I'm grateful that it 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 happened, that people participated in it. Um it was very satisfying. It felt it added to the 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 spirit of the game in a in a wonderful, wonderful way. Yeah. I think there's I think there's there's becoming a, a more and more of a precedent for things like that in online games where everyone kind of you see it in Fortnite, right when the when the big events happen i mean now everyone kind of expects them but back when that game first started um and uh i was working with epic at the time i think we were doing um the first kind of big in-game event which I think yeah. was like a meteor or something. I can't remember honestly. Um, mm. But we, the whole, the whole point was that you know we weren't going to tell anyone, and um, you know it was just going to be this big surprise in the game. And we'd sort of tease, you know, there was a countdown or something like this, and you know people people knew to be logged in. Yeah. But then it, you just have that wonderful moment where this this thing suddenly begins to play out in this multiplayer game and everyone everyone is in the game and you know nobody's shooting each other nobody's doing anything everyone's just in the game you know watching this event play out together and then you know and then eventually that morphed into them kind of turning it into a kind of a standalone game that everyone can take part in but the those that early ones were just you kind of just relied you know on the fact that people would be interested enough to not just ruin it for everybody you know and start killing people or whatever yeah um 
and that's really cool and you see it in things like warcraft you know sorry world of warcraft um eve online where the these communities kind of like don't you know there's there's a a time to like we all love this game but for this moment like let's all let's all do something nice you know like whether it's uh, to celebrate something or to mourn you know like a a guild member that you know <laughs> died in real life or whatever and things like this and i just think yeah. that's really fun like online the especially the mmos you know yeah. are really good at giving people a space to do all of those things yeah and it's it's one of those things that always kind of warms your heart isn't it you know like oh you know like there's a lot of good people still <laughs> you know like <laughs> when yeah. people just like put differences aside in video games to to do something fun i love shit like that yeah i feel like you've you've kind of you've you've moved into another idea you know but of, i mean a, a wonderful idea but like of this of like just the sense of community the sense of uh mm of you know playing make believe together and and i don't know like not you know not doing the the mechanic of the game not doing the killing but like all just hanging out as yeah. a crowd in a virtual space yeah as a group i mean that's what you guys have been doing in valheim right it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> or am i wrong is it all just about fucking murdering <laughs> no Valheim has mostly just been Matt and I going around building shit and playing. And uh, every once in a while, we manage to cajole uh, other people into coming in. But we try to we try to have a plan for them. Like, we yeah. try to have something for them to do. Because, uh, so that they, you know, so that they feel, I don't know, that they get the most out of their uh, Valheim time. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but the, you know the, but then that's that's another so they're probably very grateful for that right so it's like it hopefully all, it all comes together i mean i know i would be like when yeah. I, whenever i eventually manage to get into valheim at the same time as the rest of you guys like i know i will definitely like if someone's there to be like hello like <laughs> this is you tell me is, when robbie this is you where tell you me go when. this is where you sit down this is where you go <laughs> poo poo and pee pee no, <laughs> there's okay, none of that great. uh you tell me when robbie matt and i will will try to find the time sick yeah uh um, i mean you i mean you've kind of touched on uh the real life reasons you know to be thankful and i, I think for me you know i'm just grateful to be here <laughs> you know like oh yeah you know you mean I, like where we are yeah like, like i mean yeah, when, holy when shit. i think about kind of my <laughs> quote unquote career in video games you know i kind of i lucked you know into the industry really got a chance to kind of you know make a name for myself and like you know i'm just really thankful for all of the people along the way that have like given me advice or um just put me you know in a in a position to do well you know like trusting me to do a good job and things like that yeah um and then like especially in recent in more recent years working more closely with developers you know and kind of being entrusted with their babies <laughs> yeah. you know yeah to you know promote them and 
and market them and make them a success and things it's like you know that's an amazing that's an amazing uh i don't know gift yeah. i suppose you know uh, yeah to have people kind of trust you in that way it's yeah. really cool and you know i've got got so many people to thank for that in in the industry yeah and uh, yeah. and also like like you also finding myself inexplicably <laughs> in like in a position to be able to meet some of the people you know that like i'm a fan of as well yeah and be able to tell them i remember uh although this <laughs> i remember being in uh gamescom one year and uh generally speaking every year at gamescom it kind of falls on graham's birthday uh-huh and uh there was one year uh where a bunch of us all went out and uh we ended up in this place called well it's called like the tiki bar and it is mm. i mean it is literally a tiki bar uh in cologne down some weird oh i've just knocked something over um but uh we were in this place called tiki bar and it's this little kind of trashy tiki bar somewhere in cologne down a little dark street that's just that's open really late and uh the proprietor has a giant dog and just lives in a flat above the bar and huh. they just do what they want anyway a bunch of us were down there and some of the guys some of our friends who work uh for bethesda were there and other companies but there was a few people from bethesda there and um i got i was chatting to this guy outside we were smoking a cigarette and uh this must be i mean it was very late <laughs> and i was very drunk we all were but i was chatting yeah. to this guy and then um uh i was like oh so what you know who are you here with what are you doing are you here with the bethesda guys or whatever and he was like oh yeah um i work on uh i'm, I'm here for dishonored so i was like oh cool like you know what do you do on dishonored and same story as you he was like oh i'm the art director <laughs> and i was like oh fuck like so if you don't know that's the guy who designed fucking half-life right <laughs> you know it's like oh, c17 is it c17 i need to get that right otherwise people are going to kill me <laughs> c17 okay right <laughs> oh yeah we can carry on but he yeah he's the guy that designed like city 17 like the way it looks and yeah. the architecture and all that shit and he did the same thing in dishonored so like suddenly like i've never sobered up so fast in my whole life because <laughs> like suddenly i was just stood there and i was like oh fuck <laughs> like you design you know you 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 informed the fucking the aesthetic of like one not just one of my favorite games but one of the best fucking games ever made yeah <laughs> and i was just like stood outside this fucking tiki bar in germany <laughs> at like three o'clock in the morning smoking cigarettes with this dude i was like fuck this is insane hello listeners robbie here that man's name was victor antonov yeah that's probably like the wildest moment <laughs> for me in video games but like yeah again you know just i'm pretty fucking thankful for that <laughs> yeah no doubt yeah i kept you know thinking about this and i was like gosh there's some like i was trying i'm trying to avoid just like but i mean just lucky to be here 
incredibly yeah. grateful to yeah, be yeah. here, to have been the places I've been, to have met the people I've met, to have hung out and goofed around and done silly, wonderful shit with these uh, amazing human beings, uh, to, to be in this, you know, in the same group of people as some of the smartest, most talented, you know, artists and creators uh, uh, that I've met. Uh, it's been, I mean, yeah, it's been huge. Uh, I never, never anticipated working in the video games industry. I mm -hmm. never anticipated, uh, you know, getting to work at one of the coolest, you know, fucking publishers, which is a weird, you know, oh, it's a cool yeah, publisher. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, weird fucking thing to say, it's but so I mean, but just cool, excellent people who, yeah, who, who, uh, you know, are doing their best and, uh, you know, trying to do it right, you know, morally and, uh. It's, uh, it's incredible. It's, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the moments of real life industry moments are, are, or I don't, I don't want to say industry, but I just mean real life moments, like hanging out with people and seeing things and being like, Hey, let's go do that. And just, yeah. Um, yeah. I but, mean, you just have to look at the, you know, just thinking about E3, you know, and just <laughs> the shit we get up to, it's just like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> we really are I, uh, lucky you know that's really yeah. fucking cool yeah. yeah i think yeah. we're both very I, grateful for that i uh i do have a a regret for something i never managed to make happen and probably will never manage to make happen in a post-covid world um is uh i really really wanted to find an excuse to rent sumo suits Oh. And uh, and have us do that, like with streamers and with with each other, and just have one of those on site for an event. Uh, I mean, I was no, 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 no. I don't think that's going to happen in the next five years, at least. We're not going to convince anybody to like. I mean, some people, I guess, have no fear of things. Um, I don't know. Climb into a sweaty, full body suit that you know yeah, seven other on. people have worn I'll, before I'll you. Yeah. <laughs> once, we, once we've once we've ridden out the pandemic. Once we're inoculated. Yeah, I just want to get as up close and sweaty <laughs> with as many of my colleagues as possible. <laughs> uh, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. Well, someday then. Someday. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is, it's, it's really great. It is. Do Very you know what grateful. else is really great? I've got another thing that, uh, I'm, uh, have just realized I'm very thankful for. Go for it. Well, it's because I'm playing Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain at the moment. Uh-huh. Loving it. Absolutely Excedrin. loving it. Excedrin. Huh? You're grateful for Excedrin. The Phantom Pain, like ibuprofen or aspirin <laughs> and stuff like that. No, I get it, man. Yeah, we're well, we're we're older guys, so <laughs> you know there comes a time where uh, those things are essential. But I don't no... want to feel my body. <laughs> um, uh, I'm thankful for Hideo Kojima. No, um, I'm I am thankful for something that he finally got around to implementing in the Phantom Pain, which is being able to pause the game during a fucking cutscene. Oh, nice. Oh, baby. I tell you what, That's, after yeah. playing, you know, after playing a lot of Metal Gear Solid games in my time, uh, being able to pause the cutscenes is an absolute yeah. godsend. 
yeah, that's that's always nice when that's in a game. I can like I can pause and then I have the option to skip. God, isn't it mad that some games so don't have that? Oh. Either you hit start and it automatically skips it, or you just can't oh, do anything during is, the cutscene. That's just dirt. That like yeah. if you if you have an automatic skip when when a person's natural response when they're watching a cutscene, maybe they're playing for a game for you know, maybe they're playing yeah. for a section for the second time and the cutscenes mm-hmm. comes up. Yes, most people will like just on impulse start pressing buttons <laughs> to see if they can skip but at least give us an option before because these days you have to skip. hold it yeah yeah god that does but yeah being in. able to pause cutscenes is is a really good one yeah pause and skip man holy shit I feel like quality of life stuff is is where a lot of this gratitude is going oh big time because for big me time. that leads right into suspend oh like, you know, like, and with the Nintendo Switch, it's yeah. so good. Like, you just hit that power button and you just come back later. It's yeah. so good. That feature is, like, so underrated to the point that, like, because I just forget it's there. So yeah. if I'm playing Switch, like, I'll always just, like, close down applications or whatever because I'm just so used to doing it. Yeah. Uh, And then when you kind of, and then either when you sort of, like, absentmindedly, you know, I leave my Switch and it goes to sleep by itself or whatever, or... Yeah. Um, yeah. Normally, it's like if my girlfriend's been playing Animal Crossing or something, and then she just like puts it to sleep and then uh, forgets about it, and then the next time I pick it up, and it just like I'm just in her, I'm just on her Animal Crossing island. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah that that is a fantastic feature. Yeah, I dig that. Uh, and it's on PlayStation as well. And it's on Xbox, but you have to, like, it's weird on Xbox. On the new Xbox? I don't know about the new Xbox, oh, okay. but on the on the Xbox One, you have to, like, go into the settings menu and decide permanently, like, mm. whether you want it to go into suspend mode or full power off. Yeah. Whereas on the PlayStation, you, like, have the option, like, every time you shut it down. Yeah. There's, um, it's a little weird. I, th- I think on the, because I think I saw... Uh, like one of the features that they sort of demoed for the new xbox yeah was like you can be playing one game then you can jump into like tv or jump into another game and like all three apps you know can be we'll just like they'll just be running you know in the background or whatever and you can just like flick between them all seamlessly and jump into whatever you want and i'm just like that is pretty cool actually nice yeah. yeah, that's a good one. But then, like, I worry about features like that because it, like, <sighs> I feel like that's, you know, it's too easy to fall in love with a feature like that and then get, and then just expect it everywhere. Yeah. And then yeah. when things, you know, and when things aren't like that, suddenly it becomes frustrating, even though before you didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once it becomes, uh, once it becomes a standard yeah but then you know some things they're just so good they do become the standard quick save quick save oh quick save uh yeah what an unbelievable feature can you imagine that like when you were back playing on like i'm thinking about ps1 Uh when you're playing on ps1 and you had a a fucking 12 meg memory card (laughs) that only had eight slots on it the mm-hmm. save games and in those games the majority of the time you had to save at specific points oh yeah yeah jesus 
<laughs> yep. A long, How long ago. How the fuck? How the fuck did we cope? I mean, we we said I gotta get to a save point. Wait, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't stop right yeah. now. Your mum's like, you've got to go, you know, turn that off as bedtime or turn that off as go to school. And you're like, yeah. no. <laughs> and then you just have to turn off the TV and pretend that you turned off the console as well. Yeah. But actually yeah. you just yeah. left it paused. Mm-hmm. And then, and then your parents get like the energy bill. <laughs> They're like, what well, the no. fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. I remember my friend, my best friend, John, when I was a kid, um, him and his family had an Amiga and uh, they would play all these games. Um, but like, uh, I remember, I think we talked about the Adams Family game before. Yeah, I think for so. For the Amiga that was like rad. And I might have mentioned this story back then. But uh, him and his family used to uh, love playing that game and they were trying to complete it, oh. but they'd all take it in turns playing it. Like they'd all just play it. But they would just leave it on all the time. So, yeah. like, th- th- basically, they finished that game from start to finish and never turned off the computer <laughs> or closed the game. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's impressive. My brother and I beat the original Rampage on NES by doing that. Wow. God, we yeah. used to do some mad shit, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. We really did. Fucking yeah. hell. Well done, autosave. Hmm. I mean, that's that's great. Yeah, Everybody love a checkpoint. That. Yeah. Oh, love a checkpoint. That is one thing that I will say is shit about Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that game's six years old now, but uh, yeah, Man, check the auto check... saves were pretty well established six years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The <laughs> checkpointing was <sighs> trash. Huh. Yeah, so bad because it's like because it's this kind of sandboxy you know yeah. free form so you'll get like a checkpoint in certain areas but then like kind of once you've triggered a mission and then it's like free form you know you can do this mission however you want but like yeah. you can put a good amount of time into a mission you know trying things out and then you get fucked and then it's yeah. like back to the checkpoint <laughs> you're like oh no i have to do all that all over again it's not been too bad but i mean it there's been occasions yeah. where i've just been like raging so maybe th- this is turning into a bit of an advice section for developers. Is it? If you're a developer, <laughs> if you're a yeah. developer, have a quick save option, have a good auto save or a checkpointing feature. Yeah. What else have we said? Acknowledge uh, marginalized groups <laughs> in your mm. uh, dis- in your creative and uh, technical decisions. I've I've completely derailed us now. I apologize. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I have another video game moment that Ooh, okay. also extrapolates into a quality of life. Okay. Uh, it's that moment in Monkey Island mm-hmm. uh, when you fall off the cliff and it gives you the you died screen. <laughs> yeah. And then he bounces back up and he says rubber tree. <laughs> uh, yeah. The decision by LucasArts to make all of their point-and-click adventure games set so that you couldn't die. Like, you just played the game until you finished the game. You didn't die all the time, which 
um you know a lot of you know anyone who you know didn't play you know games back then like the sierra games were absolutely insane about that stuff and you could die just all the fucking time for no goddamn reason mm. and there was no auto save and if you didn't remember to save your game all the fucking time you would fucking die and you'd have to go back a million goddamn years. And that doesn't even include all the soft lock bullshit they used to do. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they were also the games. Fucking Sierra games. Like, Sierra Point and Clicks, as far as I knew, were most of the industry <laughs> for yeah, a big yeah. chunk of time. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we were playing King's Quest or uh, Quest for Glory or Phantasmagoria or a, a whole bunch of others that I don't even remember. Freddy Farkas Frontier Pharmacist. <laughs> uh, you know, all these insane games where if you just did the dumbest shit, like it's like use glove on barrel. It's like, <laughs> oh, you stick your hand into the barrel and it gets stuck there. And then you forget how to get your hand out and you slowly starve to death. <laughs> it's like, What? Yeah, I'm I'm massively appreciative of games that don't like punish you. Yeah. Uh like at least I mean games that don't punish you unfairly, that's a given, right? Like no game should punish you unfairly. Yeah. Um especially in this day and age. But yeah, I I I'm the same like I think that's one of the reasons why I love particularly the LucasArts point and click adventure games because Yeah. They're just adventures. Like nobody wants to die in those games, and it's not fun. <laughs> Dying isn't yeah, it, fun. It doesn't add anything. No, in in a high, you know, in games like Call of Duty or whatever, multiplayer, you know, sure. where kind of like dying and killing is it's kind of part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Or like something in like Fall Guys, for example, like you can get knocked out of the game like yeah okay you know that's part of the game but yeah. in an adventure game like i don't want to die every fucking 10 minutes or it whatever didn't just help because anybody I'm, you know, struggling against certain enemies or whatever yeah yeah this isn't this is so here's another thing that i'm thankful for that kind of so yeah the non-lethal games <laughs> are really great yeah. but um i'm thankful for easy mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't you just love easy mode? I don't play on easy mode. Oh, I love easy mode. I play on normal. Oh, I play on easy mode. If, yeah. if easy is there, first, even if it's first time through, I don't give a fuck. I'm on really? easy mode. Yeah. Because, I like... I get bored. Oh, no. I mean, like, if a, if a game is really good and I really yeah. want to play it, uh i don't suppose it matters but like there's been so many games that i know i would not have enjoyed as much if yeah. if they were more challenging <laughs> than playing yeah. on easy mode and um i love it and i can remember uh flying wild hog uh once said this about it was when we were uh releasing shadow warrior 2 mm -hmm. and they put easy mode in it and they, I think they publicly said, like, easy mode is like, you know, you, you should be able to enjoy, you should be able to play and, and choose to play easy mode and 
have as much of a you know kind of rewarding experience as you, as anybody else would like yeah so you know there's no endings you know the locked away behind difficulty settings or you know secrets that can only be uncovered or things that only unlock you know on hard mode or whatever it's like yeah if you want to play on easy that's your skill level that's absolutely fine and you shouldn't yeah. be punished for doing so and i was like hell yeah flying wild hog <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna play yeah. this shit on easy mode and uh nice. yeah I'm, I'm i'm out there i'm out and proud i feel no shame whatsoever i'm an easy mode guy <laughs> i love enough. it because i think as well sometimes you just want to sometimes i just i don't <laughs> i'm gonna get so much heat for this probably but like sometimes <laughs> i just I, I don't need the challenge you know i just want to enjoy my time with a game yeah and uh yeah i'm thankful for yeah, easy yeah. mode that's a good so, one take that <laughs> society <laughs> stick it stick it to him robbie yeah (laughs) shove Um, that in your new game plus and smoke it that's uh yeah fair enough fair (laughs) i I like normal mode i uh you know i i don't like to play hard mode hard mode is usually you know less fun um Mm, i enjoy i enjoy the challenge of games i mean I, i i personally like especially like tactics games and strategy games and, and anything with like a puzzly element i really want yeah the full experience yeah um, have you played hades yet by the way no. the fuck is wrong with you no you have a switch i know wait it's what was the, the what was the game that you told game. me you were gonna check to see if i'd played it or watched it or something i can't remember what it was now i shouldn't have said anything anyway uh when did i say this what i can't remember it was on another episode and you were like oh check to see if robbie did this anyway doesn't matter um uh a moment that i think is really fucking cool that i'm grateful for that also extrapolates to you know other things in other games in fallout Mm -hmm. real fallout by black isle or obsidian or whatever they were at the time uh, if you set your intelligence to like one, your character was just incoherent and couldn't understand anything, and all of your chat options were like "go," and that is so amazing. That and uh, even more so, I guess you know something I because I never played that that way, um, but. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. If you played as a Malkavian or a Nosferatu, the game was entirely different for you. Malkavians are are like vampires who are afflicted with insanity. Uh, oh. So you would hear voices and all kinds of crazy shit would go on when you're a Malkavian. You'd, your chat options were different depending on your your uh, your your bloodline. Uh, and the the Nosferatu are hideously ugly. So if anybody ever sees you. Like it's like they freak out because you look like a monster. Um, That's cool. It's really cool. So those those moments in those RPGs and and any other RPGs that have moments like that are uh, are incredible to me. I think yeah. they're and the, it's the whole game. 
those things aren't just a moment where it's like, oh, hey, you're like this. Okay. And then like the rest of the dialogue is the same. The whole fucking game is different if you play that way. Yeah, I I, I guess that I can I can add to that by just being a, a bit more general in my appreciation for just the existence of rpgs i think (laughs) real role-playing games though yeah the one yeah fucking games where you can really do you know you can inhabit a character you can yeah you you can make decisions influence Um, the story yeah and it and it lets you be who you want to be you know within within the context of that world but a good a good game you know will have you will put you in that space anyway you know like sure okay or if i was in this world this is how i would act and then a good game lets you do those things carrying and yeah and 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 has you deal with the consequences of those actions Mm -hmm. as well um so uh, yeah i'm 100 percent on board with uh with games that let you do that i think that's an important thing as well because i think everyone likes a semblance of character and story mm-hmm. we like stories right i think that's why uh, i think that's what makes us human right yeah that is um but at the same time you know we crave our independence and our freedom um sure so being able to uh, yeah but knowing that you you have that freedom and yet control within a game universe is really cool so i think like kind of like the most potent experience for me playing a role-playing game was probably mass effect 2 was Hmm. the one i think because i love sci-fi you know i love the setting and all that kind of Hmm. stuff so i was like all in um um and i and i loved that it was as the game progressed it became this you know the gap you know the 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 galaxy starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger as you explore more things and you and you realize the wide-reaching uh arc of this nar- narrative and you're going around and you're meeting these different people and and you're slowly but surely you're assembling a team and right. uh i loved that because it was kind of like well you get to assemble this team out of whichever you know I think most characters that you are able to, you know, develop some sort of storyline with are, you know, you're able to recruit them. Yeah. Um, So you can kind of like, and you have a really, you have a really long time to be able to spend time with these characters as well. And you get to do lots of different things. You get to try out different uh, parties. Um, Mm. And you, and I, I could be wrong, but I feel like there's ways to kind of, separate from characters at any time as well like if you want to get rid of them um i I could be i could be wrong about that um yeah but you can definitely you know make those decisions as you're getting to know them like "Mm, not sure if i'm feeling this person (laughs) you know like i don't know if we really get along um and you know a lot of it is kind of binary it's not you know the most it's a pretty deep game but um you know most rpgs are fairly binary but um I was just really I really was found that so compelling and I really felt like I got to be the character that I want you know the shepherd that I yeah. wanted to be and these are the people who I like these are the people who I don't like this is how I yeah. want my party to go this is how I want the story to turn out 
And for the most part, it absolutely played out that way. The only thing I didn't like was that somehow or another, I ended up with Tally on my team and she wouldn't go. (laughs) And I couldn't (laughs) couldn't stand the character. Couldn't stand her. And um, I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, I never put her in my party. You know, I did everything I could to get rid of her. Um, Yeah. But she just like hung around like a bad smell. And I was like, oh, (laughs) fucking hell. Then at the... Spoilers, 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 spoilers. If you haven't played Mass Effect 2... um, but at the end, when uh, we're into the final kind of, uh, you know, uh, action piece or whatever, yeah. me and all, because everyone has to, everyone's present at the end. Any, yeah. any, everyone who's part of your gang. Unless you're like Andrew and you never upgraded your ship and your ship gets oh, yeah. super it's fucked like, as you warp into the final zone. Couldn't even get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we were all, you know, uh, get, trying to get away and we're like, fucking hell, and there's a big firefight and yeah. all this stuff. There's one moment where uh, some characters are holding open a doorway and mm-hmm. and the last few stragglers are like, oh no, and the people holding open the door are like, come on, you can make it, you can make it. Yeah. And the character that was holding the door open was one of my favourites. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, fucking hell. Like, these guys are going to make it but at what cost this guy's uh-huh. going to get his head blown off or something, you know, yeah. while he's trying to hold the door open. And I was like, oh no, this is, because this all plays out in kind of cutscenes. Sure. Yeah. And you have no control over it. And I was like, oh you shit. You get to pick who's doing what job beforehand though. Yeah. You can pick who does what job exactly. But yeah. the first time playing it, you don't know what that means. You know, it's like. So the first, yeah. So I, so the moment at the end of Mass Effect 2 is 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 a moment where I was like, all right, I just assigned these people whatever. And I didn't realize, and that's a moment I, I really appreciate because it really, they do take into account uh, who you're choosing for what yeah. job. Yes, um, exactly. Which is so, nice. It's, it's, yeah. it's, that's really cool. So obviously, before we all split up at the start of the mission, mm-hmm. like, I just put Tally, like, just over there, you know. It was just like, yeah. okay, sure, like, you go with these guys. Um, anyway, at the end, so uh, this guy's ho- holding open the door. Huh. People are running in. And uh, while these people are running in, who is there, that you know, doing the covering fire through the doorway but Tally? As these guys are about to make it through the doorway... Tally gets shot in the head. Oh. she Yeah, so she's given covering fire mm-hmm. and the guy's holding over the door and then, bang, she gets taken out mm-hmm. and I'm, and then the guys make it through the door. The guy holding the door, like, let's go. The door closes. Everyone makes it out except Tally. Mm-hmm. And I swear to you, I let out an actual whoop. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Joy, I was like, ah, oh! <laughs> like right at the end of the game, I lose one team member, and it was my least favorite one. I was like, right, so man, this couldn't have gone better. <laughs> what a closer! So Robbie's m- moment of gratitude is when the yeah. uh, the the mousy mechanic character from <laughs> Mass Effect gets shot in the head trying to protect her crewmates. Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> That was my. <laughs> that is Jesus. honestly. I love you, Bioware. Thank you for giving me that moment. <laughs> I got to live out my best fantasy in video games. In that, 
in that moment. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, fucking rule. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of that series that I'm grateful for was in Mass Effect 1 when I got to fuck Ergnot Rex. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was, See, how was good a tender are those games, lover. See, those games are... Those games uh, are the first one's good. Yeah. They, I mean, they're, After they're, that, they're not good. The third one is one of the worst games I've ever played. Oh my god, so Jesus. I didn't like the second one uh, for a number of reasons, uh, but the fact that the final boss is just a giant Contra monster for no fucking reason... <laughs> Uh, is yeah. the dumbest shit I've ever oh, seen yeah, I mean, until like, I played should, Mass Effect 3. We should say that, yeah, I mean, Andrew is probably the real winner because he never had to go through that entire He never NCAA survived. <laughs> uh, he just got to do all the fun stuff and then that was it. Yeah, there was. I mean, they, they improved a lot of the mechanics in 2 over 1, but I yeah. thought 1 was just infinitely better written. 2 was... Oh. Two was the Hollywood, uh, you know, it was the Hollywood blockbuster, which I yeah, was all, it was I the was shitty dumbed down version. I was all in. Yeah. Um, did you play? Then, did you play I the DLC play in the second one that was like back on the Citadel and it was like everyone back together and it was just kind of like everyone just having a laugh. No. Oh it was man. Like a party? That, that was great. <laughs> that was great. All it was right. like there was nothing. Like I think there were like some like you know random kind of npc collect missions or something like this but yeah. like there's no combat there's no nothing you just the whole huh. thing is set on the citadel and everyone's Cute. there and huh. it's like and you just have like a you just have a nice time it's For brilliant t- uh, tally's funeral tally wasn't there and no and like i don't think anyone <laughs> even mentioned it <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is fucking great don't forget to bring a towel <laughs> um well yeah Good. I was uh, I was worried this was going to be too hokey and we weren't going to be able to do a whole episode, but we did it. We did, yeah. Good topic. I don't yeah, know what thanks. my topic's going to be for next week, but I'll try Not and try and think problem. of something as interesting as as this one. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful for the Devolver Digital Forecast, Robbie. Hell yeah! We waited until the this. very end to say it, but yeah, you know it's true. And I'm grateful for you, the listener. Hello, listener. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. We really appreciate you and your desire to buy Loop Hero. 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 Buy Loop Hero.